0: what is up everybody welcome back to the husker half hour it's me ben herbal alongside my brother elijah how we doing hey and we're so glad you're here to join us for the mailbag episode of the week <laughs> 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 air horn noises <laughs> uh
1: you know you can just add those in later
0: <laughs> no it's cooler when it comes from my voice they, they make real. air horn sound effects oh, on you real. can just go pull from YouTube. shut show. up bro okay. uh <laughs> we're we're uh, we're answering your fan male questions and your fan female questions too <laughs>
1: Ben, uh, play the song Just go grab the sack Yeah, okay, see you guys Let's do this
0: Back there oh hey yep. well, let me grab the old grab the old sack
1: yep that's yeah, the I, second time i've heard this this week
0: <laughs> the old sack i've also got as is now the new tradition on the husker half hour mailbag episodes just listen to this uh, it's a bottle of scotch <laughs> because after that game against purdue i think we all need a drink so um now, mailbag tradition is I'm going to be reviewing a bottle of scotch every week. So this bottle, Elijah, or not scotch, just whiskey. <laughs> We're
1: not even sponsored. We're not sponsored, but I'm going to be
0: reviewing a bottle of whiskey every week. This is this uh, is a blended malt scotch whiskey from uh, Scotland. That's why it's called a scotch. <laughs> and it's called Monkey Shoulder. Uh, it's a nice little smooth entry-level whiskey, I'd say. Uh, it's kind of fun um, because on the bottle, there's three little monkeys on each other's shoulders. Uh, it's called that, Elijah, because uh, the people who used to throw the malt for the whiskey, they used to, like, shovel it, and they would develop this medical thing in their shoulders like because they would just be bent over all day shoveling um, malted barley. And so they developed this thing called monkey shoulder. That's what they named the whiskey after. So... Uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's really smooth. It kind of has a little creme Wait, brulee. Wait, so the name little-
1: is essentially based on the exploitation of their workers that caused them to have a medical condition. And yeah. they're like, well, that's a great name for a <laughs> scotch. Imagine calling it like a old like
0: turf toe, turf toe
1: whiskey. <laughs> well, uh, imagine being a person who has like severe medical issues because of like they've been shoveling stuff for too long and now they have monkey shoulder and someone's like... Well, we had this new Scotch called Monkey Shoulder. We know it's a debilitating medical issue you've had because of us.
0: (laughs) A lot of people historically were crippled because of this, but uh, that's the name of the whiskey. So, well, today on the uh, whiskey of the week, yeah, yeah, today on the whiskey half hour, we're (laughs) going (laughs) to we're going to be answering your fan mail questions. So, Elijah, I heard you had um a real life letter, which is what we came well, ever. We always time, have a real life letter, but this is from someone near and dear to your heart. So could you, uh, read the letter? This is from crew and Lincoln. Is this a good one to start on? I didn't even ask. Oh you. yeah, of course okay, it's a good okay. one to start
1: on crew. This is for you. Yeah. We're going to, uh, to talk a little bit into the future. Cause I know, uh, the game this past week was disappointing. Uh, no fun to watch, which is kind of like a little secondary question. I want to ask you along with this. Um, but the question is, uh, this is also from Crew, and it's via text message. That's why you're not hearing any crinkling papers. Oh, which is, it's still technically a letter, I think.
0: That's the sound of an electronic. Mm-hmm. Method. Yep,
1: there she is. That was actually really good that for was... being a sound from my mouth. Um, Anyway. <laughs> I've heard better sounds from your mouth. Uh, uh, go ahead. Crew basically asks, is it reasonable to think that Nebraska will someday uh, be back on a national title type stage let's say like
0: college football playoff
1: yeah will nebraska be in the hunt for college football playoff will nebraska be playing in a new year's six bowl uh that, that's the question
0: he literally just asked will we one day be there
1: well, well and then in addition uh if so how long will it take
0: oh oh gosh
1: so do you start with first things first yes or no will nebraska ever be back to a national championship level
0: first things first hell yeah brother
1: mm. um I'll let you talk first then. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I'm going to let my Husker passion bleed through. Of course, we're going to be back in the college football playoff one day. <laughs> we, The Big Ten West is getting more competitive. The Big Ten overall is competitive. Uh, the West is becoming uh, more than just Wisconsin every single year. Um, we have consistent players. Uh, I mean, in terms of contend- consistent contenders for the Big Ten championship. Give that five years uh, maximum. I think you're already starting to see that it's competitive. Uh, and then I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm saying five years where Nebraska itself, we get a full recruiting cycle through. Um, and I think that's at least when we start to like have those conversations, I think it's probably unrealistic for us to be having those conversations with before five years from now. Um, I think that shouldn't be an expectation for us. Um, I think, you could start to have the argument after we get a full Scott Frost recruiting cycle through. We shouldn't even say Scott Frost coaching Scott Frost coaching staff recruiting cycle through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can start to have that conversation. Um, I say, yeah, I say we. Why not? I, I don't think there's anything preventing us from that.
1: You? I, I want to take my Nebraska fan hat off for a second.
0: Okay, fine.
1: I, I'm gonna do that because the key to having good programs is bringing in good players. Which, that's what Scott Frost has prided himself on at Oregon Mm -hmm. and at UCF. Mm -hmm. It's a different beast recruiting in Nebraska. Yeah. It's a different beast to try to recruit these electric skill players that, hey, come play in the physical, cold, snowy Big Ten. (laughs) And guess what? Against
0: really good teams. And guess what?
1: Uh, There's going to be 90,000 fans every single week watching you, and no matter what you do, it's never going to be good enough.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And... uh,
0: They don't know that, though. They like that. Don't lie.
1: They they like it whenever they're being recruited, yeah. But on the other hand, not always perfect, the fan support in yeah, Nebraska. Definitely. Um, I, I do see the amount of money we're pouring into our football program, and that makes me think... Oh, new geez. facilities. I didn't
0: even talk we're about in that. Brand new facilities. Yeah, hell yeah. And
1: it makes me think, yeah, we should be back in scale. But on the other end, we haven't been able to recruit in Texas since we left the Big 12. Yeah, that's true. Where is our recruiting base right now?
0: The South... As a broad idea, a broad region. We
1: can't go down to the south and out-recruit Alabama. South
0: though. of Nebraska.
1: <laughs> Here, yeah. Here's the thing, is no matter where we go in the country, there's going to be other schools who are going to be able to out-recruit us, out-recruit us, I mean, leaps and bounds more than we can. Yeah. We, we go to California, USC, UCLA, yeah. all those schools are going to be able to out-recruit us. We go to Texas, mm-hmm. and then the, to Texas, Baylor's, Texas A&M's, Alabama's. They're, they're going to out-recruit mm-hmm. us. Anywhere in the South, mm-hmm. all those kids would so much rather go to an SEC school than come to Nebraska. Yeah. They, they come to Nebraska because it's like, well, I could either go to South Carolina or Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever picking Nebraska over Georgia. You go down to Florida, and it's the same It's the same story down there. Yeah. East Coast, I mean, there's not that many great players in the East Coast. That's maybe maybe where you could. It, it's the, the guys that are a little overlooked in the East Coast. That that I mean, we could be our bread and butter, so, but that, those aren't the guys that win you national championship games. So
0: what brings people? Really good facilities, really good strength training. Well, well, a, what an what brings, guys? To, an ability to output NFL talent, uh-huh. and then overall success of a program. So and what like, what don't we have right now? An overall success of the program.
1: Right now we have poor facilities. Yeah. Right now, just about every single school in the Big Ten's got better facilities than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a charismatic coach that you want to play for. We got that one going for us, but then we don't have success. And in recent years, we haven't put many guys out into the NFL. Yeah. I mean, we we lost our streak of having an NFL draft pick every single year. We lost that. Well, I mean, you you can't hang your hat on that anymore. Hmm. Right now, all we have is, okay, we have a coach you might want to play for. But there's going to be so many other great opportunities at other schools. That Quarter, makes me think...
0: Quarterbacks with Mario Verduzco, this seems to be going pretty okay.
1: Yeah, because Adrian had such a great game yeah, on Saturday. Oh,
0: shut up. Yeah, you're
1: right, damn. It's... it's could it happen? Could Nebraska be back to nationally relevant stage? Yes. Could it be in the next 10 years? Possibly. How long did it w-
0: take Osborne to, from first year coaching to becoming nationally relevant?
1: Uh, his first national title was what, 24th year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to take time to build a program around here. That's the thing. Is it going to take 24 years? No, it's 2019. Things move a lot quicker in the college football world now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we're 24 years down the line and we aren't we haven't had top 25 seasons, uh I'd be I mean this might be a hot take. I don't think Scott Frost will still be around in 25 years if we aren't consistent in the top 25. I'm obviously um, clearly just making a joke here. That's like obvious. Yeah. He won't be here in 5 years if he's not consistent in the top 25. Um but you get what I'm saying consistently it's,
0: uh how how long until we get to like a Bo Pelini issue where we're just 10 and 2 every single year and then we're like Consistently in the Big Ten championship, but not consistently. I think winning it.
1: by Scott Frost's eighth year, you would think we could be pretty consistent. That's his like he's through two full recruiting cycles. Mm-hmm. By then, he's going to be pretty consistently every single year. We can be nine and three, ten and two, with mm-hmm. the occasional eleven and one to twelve and zero type mm-hmm. team.
0: So let's maybe. Shift. So so what?
1: I just want to say yeah to kind of round it out. Can Nebraska be nationally relevant? Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have the money to do it. We have the fan support to do it. Yeah, um, is it going to be in the next five years? No.
0: Oh, you negated what I said.
1: Is it going to be in the next ten years? It's possible. So uh, I'd argue probably not. Still,
0: let's shift it to let's shift it from nationally relevant, quote unquote. Uh, let's shift it from college football playoff to Big Ten title contention in terms of consistently winning the West or mm-hmm. however long it stays West and East. Uh, is that five years? To whenever we're consistently challenging Wisconsin,
1: Iowa. I don't think we'll make a, a Big Ten championship game with Adrian Martinez as our quarterback. It's not going to be this year. It's not going to be next year. It's not going to be the year after. Um, I think McCaffrey's going to be the first quarterback to be leading Nebraska to have a shot at being around the the Big Ten West crown of, of making the Big Ten title game. I think McCaffrey will be close to doing it. He may even take us to a Big Ten title game. I don't think we win our, our first conference championship game in the next... I don't even want to say it's been too, we haven't won a conference title game since what? 99. Fact
0: checking now.
1: I'm it's 99. Almost positive. Yeah, sure. It's been way too long. 20 years. Hmm. Um, and then (laughs) I have another tweet to get to in a second, but, um, (laughs) I I want to bring up, but it's, it's going to take time Husker nation. And, five years to get a conference title game thats still a long time. And I think that's, that's the first time you could think we might be in contention to just win the West is mm-hmm. five years.
0: Thank you, Elijah, for having a take that does not buy into the consumerism of Nebraska football.
1: <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Uh That sex sells in terms of like how sexy our season is going to be. <laughs> and, and the the sexier we project the season is going to be the media the football team, the university. Don't tell me that like the university hyping up things is not a part of this, right? Like, uh, just the media in general, the big 10 makes more money. The more they hype up Nebraska, the more in the preseason, the big 10 hypes. Nebraska is doing well. The more they, they'd have a positive take on all the teams in the big 10, the more money they're going to make. Right. But especially Nebraska, because our fans eat that up. So thank you for having a non-consumerism side of Nebraska football of, of saying, Realistically, let's be patient, and realistically, let's set our expectations out really far. And if we somehow beat those expectations, then awesome. But I think the consumerism of the media just fans the flames of of fans being disappointed going into the season because it makes a lot of money. A lot more people subscribe to the Journal Star. A lot more people subscribe to Hill varsity A lot more people subscribe whenever we're going into a season when it's really hyped up. And I'm not saying that the sports writers do that maliciously, but it it's the truth. I I think the more hype we are, the more money they make. So I, I just think
1: to kind of sum up my points completely, yeah, you're sorry, you're I, sorry, right, I just want yeah. to sum up my points completely yeah. is that it to to get success to Nebraska, new is gonna help, but the main thing it's gonna be is success. And we're we have to slowly build success. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to take around here. Bo Pliny had a, almost brand new facilities to recruit with, and he wasn't a great recruiter, but he had that. And then he had some good Bill Callahan recruiting classes to build off of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Versus what we've inherited to build off of. In yes. Of recruiting classes. Yeah.
1: What I, what's the stat I said last week? Less than forty percent of the guys who recruited to the Mike Riley or who got who committed to the Mike Riley regime are still with the team. Less mm-hmm. than forty mm-hmm. percent. The talent's not there right now. Right, Scott Frost missed on his first recruiting class. Mm. Go look at the guys who were in Scott Frost's first recruiting class, and tell me how many of them are still are contributing to this team.
0: Well, also, I mean, give it to him; they're coaching at UCF and trying to recruit, which Nebraska. was
1: a bad move. It, it, it screwed over Nebraska that year. That yeah, he, he but, was. Come on, sorry. Look, go. Actually, go look at that recruiting class. Yeah. And look at the guys, because you are got to remember almost all the names, and you're going to say, wow, I forgot that guy didn't contribute at all. Yeah. And then he transferred. Oh, I'm I saying forgot that, about saying, like, I
0: respect Scott Frost for staying at UCF. I respect
1: him as a man. Yeah. I, I respect him as a man. I don't think it was the, a good decision for either team. Mm. But
0: I they don't. Won was, if they won, and it was kind of dope. They won, and it was sick. Yeah.
1: And I respect Scott Frost for that. It, it didn't help Nebraska. And, yeah. And I don't think. I can,
0: t- I can look at that objectively and say that. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it, it objectively hurt Nebraska. Yeah. But what it's going to take to get good recruiting class here, back to my point, is that you're going to have to get some marginal success first. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go play in a halfway decent bowl game and get on a national stage and get a little success to get more success, to get better players, to get better recruits. You've got to give those guys time to develop. It's reasonable to think we're not going to make a bowl game till next year. We're not going to make a decent bowl game probably after Martinez's senior year. Somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like an eight and four, nine and three bowl game. Yeah. And that's people go, all right, Nebraska's all right. Mm. It's going to take maybe two, three years of that kind of success to be like, okay, Nebraska's back ish. And then after that, it's going to take multiple recruiting classes to be able to get us up into a relevant place. Eight, eight years to think that we could get, we could get a conference championship in eight years. I'll say that comfortably. I think some people say, oh, we could be competing for a conference title game in three years. Hell no, we can't.
0: Hmm.
1: Hell no, we can't. But to say we could be competing for a conference title game in eight years, that could be fun. I think a better way to look at it, rather than that kind of success, is to say, when is Nebraska football going to be fun to watch again? <laughs> and that's all that really matters. Yeah. That, it's small steps. Yeah. I want to be able to watch Nebraska football and have fun. I watched Bo Pelini's teams, and I at least had fun watching them. Mm-hmm. We didn't have success. But I yearn to be able to watch Nebraska football and have fun. Once we start having fun, that's when I can say, all right, let's start looking ahead to a, to a, a right. conference title game.
0: And the the part of the Bo area that was not fun was going into the bowl game every single year and always losing it. Mm-hmm. Or going into a championship and losing it. No and, matter and,
1: what the big game was, we lost it.
0: Yeah, and, and that was like the level. That's just a total different level of having fun. though. We were having fun in the season and then like not having fun in terms of like the resolution to that. Mm-hmm. Um. But now we're at a whole different level of I want to have fun watching Nebraska play. Well, I don't want to be. A sh- I'm we're just tired at of a point ashamed.
1: is week to week. I go, this sucks. Yeah, I didn't realize that could happen. In Nebraska when Bo Pelini was still here. I was thinking like losing big games was the worst thing that could happen.
0: <laughs> Do you ever feel like ah, oh, damn, I'm getting into the wrong business? <laughs> As you get into sports broadcasting or or radio, um, Do you ever get like tired of like? I don't really want to do this anymore. It reaches
1: a point where I go, I wish I wasn't a fan of the team I was reporting on. <laughs> that's that's the thing. is i even constantly just in the Nebraska news, and I'm like, why can't it be a team I hate and I can look at super objectively Yeah, that I can look at with no personal bias? But mm-hmm. Nebraska, I am forced to look at with bias because it's my team, and I love the Huskers with all my heart. Yeah. All my heart. Oh.
0: Mm. Buddy, but maybe one day you'll find a woman like that,
1: and and maybe one day the Huskers will be fun to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the day, the the year that you find a woman to love like you love the Huskers will be the year that the Huskers do well. Don't so say that. We're never gonna be good again. Uh, <laughs> All right, hey Elijah. Somehow we're seventeen.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think it's a good topic, and I think <coughs> it's what Nebraska fans really care about. Hopefully, Nebraska will be fun to watch soon. And I'm just talking whenever week to week I can think. This we should beat the teams we're supposed to beat, and we're at least going to be competitive against the the class of the Big Ten. Mm. That's whenever it's going to be when I'm going to be content with what's going on. Give that four or five years.
0: Roger we're somehow 18 minutes into this podcast, so um, give or take a couple seconds, depending on how I edit this thing. So we're only through the first question. Look at us, we're just talking, we're just rambling. It's nice.
1: You want to go back to the mailbag? I think it's time for the next one.
0: Hey, we're reaching in the mailbag, reaching in the mailbag. You still, uh, you still haven't found a song. <laughs> uh, 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 it's, 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 it's... And next question, hey Ben Elijah, Start... where is this from? Oh, you're right. Uh, it's actually not. It's not. It's, uh, it's not, from not, not from anybody. Well, it's not addressed. It, it was, but well, it's addressed to us at our address, but not.
1: Somebody slipped it anonymously underneath the door.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no return address. So if this got lost in the mail, it wouldn't have. It just would have.
1: Is there like a, a signature at like the bottom of the letter? and someone go like, bail? Um,
0: JM. JM is the signature with a heart around the initials. So. I need to go. Take that as you will. Says, hey, Ben Elijah, sorry to pull you off of that football conversation. Um, mm, a, how recent is this letter? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little over this season. Um, I'm just curious what you guys had to say about the Dome game, the exhibition game for the. Husker hoops.
1: Wait, are we allowed to talk about basketball in this podcast? Elijah,
0: <laughs> this is a great segue into saying, after this football season, we will be talking about Husker hoops. So, that's kind of exciting. We are allowed to talk about things that aren't Husker football. And guess what?
1: what? I was at that Dome game.
0: No way,
1: Elijah. <laughs> it's, almost like I'm per- no. it's almost like I'm perfectly qualified. Yeah, <laughs> Elijah,
0: I wasn't at the game. So, would you please enlighten our listeners as to uh, how you felt about that game, the brand spanking new... Fresh out the womb. proverbial womb is, yeah. of transfer portal and recruiting, how did the Husker basketball team look?
1: Um, simply put, raw, and not in a good way. Yeah. Not like those <laughs> dudes are so raw, raw dude. Yeah, no, bro, it raw. No, it's like undercooked chicken. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's potential for it to be a great meal. But right now, it's a it's a raw... This could give you salmonella. And it's only slightly seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the biggest problem I see with the team right now is a lack of size. Uh, a current uh, center is a six foot 17-year-old French kid named Ivan Udrango. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, he's going to get a lot better as the season goes on. And he's going to be able to go play three years in Nebraska basketball and still be less than 20 years old when he declares for the draft, he could play at Nebraska for three years to for a draft and still be 20 years old, mm, That's pretty which wild. is, it's great for NBA teams. Um, but the fact that he's six, eight and 17 does not bode well for our season. Mm. And I, I think that's just kind of what, what the season's going to be is it's going to be exciting to watch a guy like Ivan Undrango, and he's gonna be fun to watch. But at the same time he's six foot eight and Purdue's seven foot centers are just going to back him down and mercilessly tear him apart. Um, hot yeah um this team is crazy athletic this team can shoot the ball uh this team spreads the ball well but defensively we're a liability in the post Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to have five guys rebounding on every single possession Mm -hmm. um hoiberg likes to push the pace and get, get guys out in transition Yeah. but we're gonna have to have at least four guys uh in our own paint rebounding uh when we're on defense just to make sure we have the ball so we can start offensive possession so the team, it's gonna be fun to watch. There's crazy athleticism. We can shoot. Like, we can shoot the ball well. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know what's gonna happen every single game. Yeah, I assume we're gonna get an upset or two just because we have that kind of athleticism and shooting on our team. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna be one of those seasons where you get to the end of it. It's the opposite of Tim Miles. Also,
0: what was our three three point percentage after the game? Didn't we shoot like thirty threes and made like eight of them or something like that? It was, it was a poor shooting night. Yeah,
1: it was less. Than, was it even worse than that? I'm pretty sure we had one in the first half. <laughs> like um but you can see you can we, begin we,
0: to see the structure of the Hoiberg offense at play there. Oh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. There's
1: athleticism. We're going to have some poster dunks this year. We're going to have those games where we put up 25 threes like we're going to sorry, like make 25 threes and put up 95 points against a big 10 team. We're like, are we good? And then we're going to show up next game. We're going to make three threes out of 20 yeah. and we're going to lose just by 25.
0: They're just because their defense is stout. We're, we're
1: going to be fun to watch. I think there's going to be some excitement. Uh, we're going to probably be in a decent amount of close games, um, but defensively, we're going to struggle rebounding. We're going to struggle. Um, and there's going to be frustrating parts to this season mm-hmm. uh, as well as being fun parts of the season. And we're going to be that team in the Big 10 tournament that's a low seed that nobody wants to play. Hmm. That team that everybody nice. that team that everybody goes this team could upset anybody in any night. We hope it's not us. Um they're going to probably lose to the top teams a lot more than they're going to win, but they are going to shock that one or two teams uh in this first year and maybe team in the tournament as well. Nobody's going to want to play us just because of of the coaching, uh some crazy athleticism, but not going to be that many wins, I don't think, this year. Especially mm. Big Ten play.
0: Cool. Uh, deserving of lowest seed, or lowest uh, ranking in the Big Ten, do you think, after seeing them play against Doan? Do well, you deserve to be... To be four minutes in this
1: game, Don was beating Nebraska. No, that's a good point. That We were cold. Um, the fan in me says no. Mm-hmm. The media member of me says, yeah, you rank them last. You don't know what to expect. This is a team full of transfers with absolutely no size, trying to go up against a big 10 slate, which is built on sl- size and physicality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's probably right. They put us last. Do I think we finished last? No, I don't think we finished last. I think we finished bottom half of the big 10, probably bottom third. Um, I don't think we finished last, but I think it's a very reasonable place to put us in a preseason poll.
0: Yeah. Did anybody stand out to you? Any of the players stand out to you? Oh
1: yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, if if you want your, we're, we're gonna probably do a a,
0: a a hoops preseason show.
1: Probably a a pre-conference season show. Once we get into through like the non-conference. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. probably the most reasonable time yeah, for it. Yeah, that Football nice. season will be down. Yeah. Um, we're just thinking on the spot, guys. Sorry, but Cam Mack, name to know. Mm. Cam Mack is uh, a lot of NBA scouts have called him the fastest or quickest guard they've ever seen. Hmm. Crazy quick, crazy athletic. He's going to have some poster dunks. He's going to piss you off a couple games, and he's going to have those games where he has four points, two assists, four rebounds, and he sits on the bench the whole second half. But I think he has potential to be the first Husker basketball player to ever record a triple-double. He is crazy athletic. He jumps out the gym. He is, gives effort rebounding. Uh, his vision is absolutely absurd. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be games where he has more assists than points, and it's going to be okay. He, if if you make a cut towards the basket and you're open, he will see you. He will find you. Um, and he
0: is a is junior, uh,
1: so. JUCO sophomore.
0: Gotcha. So. Uh,
1: Cam Max could be fun to watch. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Kevin Cross um could give us some good minutes, but uh, he's more like a he's gonna be that the chaos factor where he's gonna have one good game and then a lot of not good games. Uh, if right. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think another player you're gonna want to watch is Honey. Uh, uh, Cheatham. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to be a player. He's our consistent guy.
0: Yeah. Leadership. consistent. He, he's going
1: to, you're going to know what you're going to get from him. He's going to get a, a consistent amount of rebounds. Um, he's never going to go put the team on his back and light up a, an opponent, but he's, you're, you're going to get what you get from him every single game. Uh, those are probably a couple guys whose names are going to be important. Also, uh, Ivan and is going to make you mad this year because you're like, I wish you were taller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it sucks for him, but he's gonna be a good player in years to come. You're going to want to know his name as well
0: cool hey riddle me excited well we got time for one one more question one quick question
1: before we go um let
0: me reach it reaching in the sack of mail reaching in the sack of mail hey yeah uh here we go elijah reaching the sack
1: i'll hand this back to you oh thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) i didn't want to read it anyway ben and elijah it is with sincerest apologies that Oh, my gosh. I can't read that one. Uh, re- reaching in the sack mail. Re- reaching in the sack. Oh, hey, this one looks more uplifting than the last one. Um, hey, Ben and Elijah. Well, you want me to read that? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I got it for you. You sure? Thanks.
1: Ben and Elijah, I have been wholly unimpressed with Adrian Martinez's play this year. Is it time to bench him?
0: Holy frick. Hot take, hot take, hot take. Ben, you <laughs> seem to be
1: emotional here. I'll, I'll let you go for it.
0: Emotional. Um, Uh, Just remind you, we've got about two minutes. Holy crap. Um, Do we bench him? No. I'm going to say no. Elijah, you could differ in opinion. Do you have
1: reasoning for your no?
0: Um, I think when he's out on the field, he's still got big play potential. I think, frick, at at moments in that second half, I felt like I saw him put the team on his back. I felt like I saw him roll out and make some effort plays. I feel like the zip he puts on the ball when he throws it into coverage is still nice. Um, I think... No, I don't think you bench him. I think building into next year, you don't bench him,
1: but... I disagree.
0: Okay. Here's your hot take to finish the show. Yeah, fine.
1: And I don't think it's that hot. It's a a bye week. Mm -hmm. There's three weeks left Mm -hmm. after the bye week. McCaffrey time. Not McCaffrey time. Not McCaffrey time. Come on. But Martinez, the whole argument all year has been, he hasn't looked fully healthy. He looks like he's got something to help him. He's looked tentative all year. I think after the, the Purdue game... Uh, where he I mean he wasn't bad but he's 22 of 39 mm-hmm. um, not not his best game in the world and I think Vedral and McCaffrey outplayed him in previous weeks mm-hmm. so I think this is your chance to say we're gonna sit Martinez the rest of the year he hasn't been healthy all, all year we're gonna let him sit out the rest of the year get healthy be back for spring football
0: Whoa, okay that's pretty hot in terms of letting him sit out the rest of the year I feel like
1: I think it's the best way to do it so then you don't have controversy next year
0: it's like a clean slate. You know, it's, it, it,
1: it's a wipe a slate clean for Adrian. Your mentality wasn't there this year. You got, you got beat up a little bit. You dealt with some injuries. No way. That kills Ooh. him. I don't what, believe it. I think you say wipe it clean, Adrian. It's not personal. You're got some. You're dealing with some injuries. It's okay. We, we don't want you to go out there and risk it anymore. We're going to sit you here. Um, We're going to see what uh, Noah Vedral and Luke McCaffrey can do to finish this season. That would
0: kill him. I don't think, I, I, I think that would.
1: The thing is, is it gives you the chance to start Noah Vedrill against Wisconsin mm-hmm. and against Maryland. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you a chance to start McCaffrey at home against Iowa. Mm-hmm. Things that you're not going to be able to do if you don't bench him. And I think if there's any time in the season to do it, it's now. It's This is the only way you can do it without killing his confidence, I think, is to be like, Adrian, it's not personal. We're concerned for your well-being. We're concerned for your health. We're going to rest you the rest of the year. Um, but you give the assurances that going into spring football, you're our number one guy.
0: Hmm. I think that causes more team issues than it fixes, but
1: maybe not. I think it shows the team that no one spot is safe. Hmm. Oh, okay. But that's just my opinion. We'll find out more next week. Wow.
0: Hey, let us know what you think about that hot take, any other answer that we had for you. If you have more questions for us, let us know hit us up on Twitter at Husker Half Hour Uh, there's no
1: game this week so if you do have some questions hit them up for us and if we get enough questions in we'll do another uh, Wednesday Grab bag episode next week before we preview Wisconsin Uh, but we'll talk to you next week we had fun talking this week Uh, we hope you had fun listening to us Uh, until then I'm Elijah and I'm Ben thanks for listening to the Husker Half Hour and uh, take it easy this weekend it's a bye week enjoy us not losing
0: up.